0: Thank you
1: very much, everybody, for joining. We really, really do appreciate you uh, coming forward today. Now, my name is Toba, Toba Lashie for long, Toba for short, and I am the producer of the Noble Faculty Podcast. I came up with this idea to celebrate women um, for all what they have achieved and what they do, simply because uh, I don't think we do it enough. And I think it's good to dedicate some time to the women, um, Who we believe are doing well and to encourage other women to do so as well. So, we are taking, we're following the theme of International Women's Day and we're going to be hosting this for a whole month, but I'll let uh, Bukit talk more about that. But I can tell you that we are uh, following the theme of choosing to challenge. And this room has been curated, the series of rooms have been curated by two of my very good friends, Yvonne Ofanagoro who is a publicity strategist, brand builder, and super connector. And might I add, she's a certified CEO, which means Chief Encouraging Officer. And I also have my very good friend and big sister, Bookie, of uh, the Ask Bookie fame. She is also the admin of the Great Moonlighters Club. If you don't know, please check her bio and all things project management as well. She's a co-founder and admin of those two uh, clubs as well. So thank you very much for joining. Over to you.
2: Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just quickly introduce the purpose of this and then I'll pass it over to you for you to introduce our speakers. So thank you all for joining again, um, this month being the Women's History Month. And the theme, like Toba just mentioned, choose to challenge, which is an amazing thing, by the way. Um, and because of COVID-19, many of the, women, <laughs> the women's celebration originally planned for 2020 were restricted. So this theme, the valiant women of vote, um, refusing to be silenced, have been extended to 2021. This year, we're celebrating accomplishments of vital contribution of women in, in history, with documentaries and stories that are centred around women's experience. In history. So, for the next couple of days or for the whole of the month, we have a number of sessions that we're booking, um, which includes today, which is Women in Mental Health and well- Wellness. And we hope to also celebrate the achievements of women on Monday, March the 8th, 8th, which is actually the International Women's Day. And then we also will be doing a session on Women in STEM, which is slated for March the 11th, and also Women in Business, Women in Arts intimacy, sensuality, liberation, as well as work-life balance, women celebrating music, and also men celebrating women. We really hope that you will join us for all these future sessions. If you'd like to be involved in any of those, please feel free to contact myself, Toba and Yvonne. So today we are focusing on women in mental health and wellness. As you can see, we've got Olu, Njeezi, and Funke on stage. We have areas of conversation that we would like to cover women's experiences of mental health can include the core topics um, such as women as mothers and carers, women on career ladders, gender-based violence and trauma, and multiple women's needs. So I'm going to pass it over to Yvonne to introduce our special guest and so that we can kick this off. Thanks.
3: Hi, can you hear me? We can. Okay, sorry, as I said before, i I mean I'm in Northwest London so I don't know what's happening with the reception here, but forgive me. Um hi everyone, I'm Yvonne of Funogir. Um if you can't hear me, just shout or tap twice and I'll sort out my internet. But um, thank you for coming today, everybody, and um happy women's month. Um as um bookie said we have the following speakers on stage to talk about women in mental health and awareness so we have ngozi owadali we know her as NGZ. welcome to the stage NGZ. we have funke Ade, and we have olu Tux. so can you guys hear me can you tap if you can hear me Can you hear me at all? Perfect. Thank you. Sorry, I'm just paranoid that this, this is going to shame me today. So, welcome, Njizi. Welcome, Olu, and welcome, Funke. Um, we're just going to give you about two minutes to just introduce yourself and let us know what you're all about. So, over to you, Olu. Can you tell us what you do? And um...
4: Absolutely. Hi. Hi, Toba. Hi, um, the Renaissance lady. Hi, Funke. Um, Um, Hi, everyone on stage and in the audience. My name is Olu, and um, I'm a registered nurse, but I'm also a fitness trainer. I I, I have so much passion for helping women, you know, um, stay healthy, get healthy, reach their fitness goals. So I teach um, group workout classes um, almost every day now. I used to do them every day for the longest time. I just, um, recently cut them down, but I teach, um, workout classes almost every day. And I, um, my goal in life is just to help every woman that I can possibly touch to help them feel their best, to help them feel confident in the skin that they're in, to help them feel amazing in who they are, you know, and, um, whatever fitness goals that they have, whatever that looks like to them, it doesn't have to be skinny. It doesn't have to be any shape or form. It's just what they see as appropriate for them. My goal in life is to be able to help them reach that fitness goal and just stay healthy overall. Because one of the um, things that a lot of people, um, the misconception when people hear fitness they automatically automatically think weight loss and you know that's not the only thing that it's about fitness is about just staying healthy you know uh, beating fighting diseases you know off of your body and just living longer and looking amazing so it's just not about um, weight loss it's about everything else that comes with it and that's um, my passion is to help um, women reach that goal so thanks for having me. I'm I'm really
0: honored to be here.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much, Olu. And um NGZ, you're next. Can you please tell us all about yourself?
1: I think Angizi's um not got the uh best uh, environment to speak at the moment. So we can move on.
3: Okay, that's fine. Um um
5: Funke, can we pass it over
1: to you? I'm a mentor. Can you hear me? Oh,
5: okay. Okay. I'm a
0: mental
5: health uh, registered nurse. I'm a nurse practitioner in training. That's related, it could be family related. It could also be, um, you know, a disease process that has been passed down. Um, Take, for example, schizophrenia, it's found in, it's found to be, it's, it's known to be passed down from generation to generation. And sometimes we go through this, we don't have the right support system. So um, just knowing that, you know, mental health awareness is very important for everybody. Um, that's what drove me into this um, field. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a field where you can actually uh, see multiple patients and, you know, just make sure that they have the right kind of treatment. I mean, it's, the people call it the mind, the mind of medicine, whatever it is to make, you know, people stay stable. It's very, very important. And I'm happy that, you know, for some reason, COVID happened. Unfortunately, the death toll is high, but the stress levels have increased. It will shock you with the things that people go through every day. So mental health is my passion, and I'm here to see how I can help. I mean, if there's any way I can help you, point you in the right direction, even if it's therapy, even if it's medication, you know, we can get through this together. My name is Ngozi and I'm done speaking. Thank you.
3: Thank you so much, and over to you, Funke, can you please tell us all about yourself?
6: Yes. Um, Hi, everyone. Um, Hi, Toba and um, Yvonne and A.B. Hi, hi everyone on stage and on the audience. My name is Funke Ade. Um, I am a scientist, I am a STEM chick. I love talking about the sciences. Um, I have over a decade and a half in that industry. Also, I am an herbalist. Um, for my Nigerian people know I am not a mamalawo or a babalawo, I do not do juju. Uh, when I say I am an herbalist, it just means that I am trained um, to use herbs to cure or to help alleviate a lot of discomfort. So with uh, my areas of focus are women-related issues and baby care. Um, so you know, if you're a mom who's just had a baby, um, I can make an herbal sitz bath for you, for you to recover from your vaginal delivery. If your baby has eczema, I can do herbal preparations to help with that. Um, and so that has been my focus. My um, eventual goal is to uh, be a midwife. Um, you know, I'm super passionate about holistic living and wellness living from a scientific and herbal point of view. I'm happy to be here and thank you for inviting me on stage.
3: Thank you so much. And just to give you a brief uh, summary of what's going to happen, as um, Bookie said, we're going to have the speakers answer or uh, just talk about their craft, and answer a few questions, and then we'll open it up to the audience. Uh, we will have about four people on stage to talk. And then when they finish, we invite the next four, just to keep it precise. Um, and that's it. And thank you. And this is Yvonne, and I'm done talking.
2: Great. So let's start um i would like to say um the main objectives for this is so that we should hear women's voices to develop like a set of statements of what truly matters to women in their experience of mental health right so um the first question i would like to ask and i hope Yvonne will ask the second question and we'll take it in turns. so for the ladies thank you so much for being in this space and can i just say if you're listening in And um, you are hearing anything that you would like to be um, repeated or you have a question, please feel free to raise your hand and jump jump up on stage. Thank you so much for that. So first question, let's start with the definition. Just one
3: thing as well, just quickly, um, just to give a trigger note, a trigger warning. If you feel triggered in any way by anything that's being said, um, please just send us a DM and um, let us know how we can help. So just a trigger warning. Thank you. That's
2: great. That's great. Thanks, Yvonne. That's that's very important. So please feel free to DM us. Thank you. So first question, let's start with the definition of what does mental what does health mental health actually mean or what doesn't it mean? If we go if we can go around to start with that definition before we actually really start. So that's my first question. What does mental health mean? How do we define it? and what it isn't thanks
0: whoever would like to start okay we go to Olu sure can you hear me yes we can okay great thank
4: you so for me mental health is just you know having peace from within you know and just being being at peace with you know, within the space that I'm in, being at peace with myself and with people around me. And um, I say this a lot because I'm, um, as you've heard me earlier, into fitness. And I say this all the time, that exercise is my therapy. I um, And I mean that with every sense of, you know, the word, because um, usually when I'm feeling down or when I feel, you know, like... Um, I'm I'm losing my mind or I'm stressed out about anything I would go for a run or hit the gym and you know 98% out of the time I come back out feeling so much better feeling like I just walked into a therapy session and I just spoke to a therapist for an hour I started doing that about 10 years ago I never looked back and I have made it a lifestyle it's so much so now that it has become a part of me and you know it's it's part of my routine to keep my peace and just to keep my sanity and to to make sure that because my 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 belief is that when you're not at peace with yourself you project it to other people as well so even if when when you're going through stuff you're stressed out or um you know you're you're not you know um you're not at peace with yourself. You can project that to your children. You can project that to your husband. You can project that to your friends, to your coworkers, and they necessarily didn't, don't even have to do anything to you. But you know, you can pass that energy onto them. One of the biggest things for me is to protect my space, and uh, you know, I say this to my friends all the time. Like, I love my peace. I love my sanity to protect my space and in so doing I'm protecting other people's space too because when I'm at peace with myself I can project that onto you I can project that positive energy onto the next person that comes in contact with me so I I very seriously it's priority for me which is one of the things I've found something that works amazingly well for me exercise and I've incorporated it into my daily routine it's become a lifestyle for me and um that's how I you know that that's my therapy and that's how I keep my mental health in check thank you
2: thank you Olu mental health is protecting peace within thank you so much for that Ngcosi are you there are you able to do that? Did you here. hear my question? Sorry, did you, you
5: hear my question? I did. I heard okay. you. I'm in the clear can it has a horrible reception. Um, so I came out to walk, just do what Olu does once he uh, wants to think. So I'm here outside now. But um, I heard the question. Um, mental health has to do with uh, emotional, psychological, and social well-being. Um, it affects you know, the way we think, the way we do things, the way we feel. Most especially the way we
0: respond. Um, it's important at every stage, from childhood to adulthood. You know, to, there are many, uh,
5: there are many things that I can tell you that affect your mental health. I also said one thing that was very, very important: maintaining your peace. You want to maintain. A an atmosphere of peace bubble around you. Once that is altered, then there's a problem that needs to bring that equilibrium equilibrium to you know to life and to give give you that stability in life. So mental health, you know, is includes your emotional, psychological, and social well-being. So all those things have to be in equilibrium for you to say your mental health is
2: optimum. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you, Angie. So, in a summary, so far. Um, Olu mentioned it's about maintaining your peace, NGZ, um mentioned it's an emotional, psychological, and social well-being. That's the meaning of mental health so far. Um, Funke, please, would you mind defining to us what you believe mental health to be and what it isn't, if there is any? Thanks. Funke. Um, so for me, just like NGZ,
6: um, I believe that it is a state of well-being. Um, that cuts across your psychological, mental, uh, your psychological, social, emotional, um, I think how we see play out is how people respond to stresses in life, um, work, family, life, um, health, um, you you know, your physical um, health as well. Um, And for me, I believe that prioritizing um the wellness of your mind right because the state mental health just means that that's the state of well-being now you can prioritize it and have a healthy mental health or your mental health can be healthy um or not um so i think for me it is important to prioritize your mental health um i know when we look on our bodies you know you can see yourself so when you're gaining weight you know you're gaining weight and you start to do things Um, to take care of that Um, when you have acne you start to do things to take care of that but I don't think that we intentionally pay attention to the state of our mental well-being Um, and so for me i like to advise that we just know ourselves if you're in the state of stress to take time out Um, to be intentional to know when you are um, stretched when you're getting overwhelmed when you don't think you can handle what life throws at you at that time and when you might need support Um, so yeah so for me um, mental health or protecting my mental health is is always um, to just be successful in life
2: thank you funke thank you so much for that so um, in a summary um, we've been able to um, understand that mental health is about maintaining your peace it's also to do with an emotional, psychological and social well-being. And Funke explained that emotional, it's actually mental health is emotional well-being that cuts along our social well-being, which relates to exactly what Njeezi mentioned and also how it translates into our life. And Funke also mentioned the importance of prioritizing the wellness of our mind. So that is, in a sense, maintaining Mental health, having a, 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 a safe and healthy mental health. So, thank you so much for the definition, ladies. If there's anyone in the audience that would like to come up on stage and ask questions, please feel free to raise your hand. Or if you'd like to comment or have a um, particular view with regards to the topic, please feel free to raise your hand and come up on stage. Today, um, the Noble fac- uh, Faculty, I hope I'm saying that right, um, has um, set up a room called Women, Mental Health and Wellness as part of the the International Women's Month, which is the month of March. So we're celebrating women's achievements and we are choosing to challenge. So feel free to raise your hand and be a part of this conversation. I'll pass it on over to Yvonne as I PTR and reset the room so that she can ask the next question. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you so much, Bookie. Um, I hope you guys can hear me. Um, Just going back to the question of mental health, I know that there are various types of mental health, but can you, um, Olu and Funke, kind of define or give us examples of mental health that people might experience um, in uh, day to day life? Olu?
5: Hi, can you help me?
0: I can hear you you now. Oh, okay. So um,
4: you said the types of the different types of mental health that people can um yes can experience on a day-to-day life right okay yeah so um i mean like um some of the ladies had um talked about earlier emotional you know um so basically if you take on too much more than you can um that you can handle on a day-to-day basis, and I am very guilty of this. Sometimes I have to catch myself and go back to the drawing board, or take like a few steps back and re, you know—regroup. But you can, um, then you can handle. Over a period of time, it takes a toll on you, and that's when, you know, it projects into physical stress, and you know you probably even start to see some physical signs where, you know, you might be breaking out, you know, you're you you're not um sleeping very well, you're cranky all the time. And so, you know, but I believe that starts from the emotional um state because um nine times out of out of ten, you probably have something on your mind. And then, you know, that transfers into your physical state and it, once it affects your mental or your your emotional state it transfers into your physical state so i i think and i i believe there are so many more um different ways that people can experience um you know mental health in life but those are the two that i really um that i kind of focus on on my day-to-day so because like i said i'm i'm one of those people that multitask a lot and i do a very good job at multitasking but sometimes I have to push the stuff button and say, okay, you're no superwoman. Calm down, you know, take, you know, hit the brakes, you know, especially when I catch myself doing too much because I can't give everything 100%. So I have to catch myself. And I usually would be able to tell when I start to, you know, get, um, really cranky especially with my husband or my children and I'm short with them and I'm you know everybody people ask me one question I'm you know quick to like I'm on the defensive and I'm just like really on edge with everybody and I can't sleep that's when I know that okay I need to you know I need to do something about it I'm losing my mind yeah so that that's it for me I'm done
3: Thank you. So um, what I get from it is probably like something like mood swings. When that time comes, obviously from emotional stress, you might get some mood swings, which, you know, when that happens, it's time to recite yourself. Yes. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. And the same question goes to you, Funke.
6: Thank you. Um, so with our men- mental health, we have our brain chemistry is always usually in question, right? So there's a default level that of, um, brain hormones like serotonin, dopamine um, that people are born with, right? Um, and depending on how you handle life, tro- what life throws at you, your diet, workout, those levels go up and down. And a big thing, one of the big um, stressors for, on mental health for women is is pregnancy. So when you're pregnant and you've now had the baby, right so postpartum many women experience just the influx or the movement of all of the pregnancy hormones right it can affect the brain chemistry and you see that in the first 10 days with the estrogen drop with the progesterone dropping and the estrogen trying to come back up what you start to see is that especially in the first 10 days um, many women after they've had their baby just are emotional you know they're crying They're angry, they're moody, um, and you say at that time it's called baby blues. And after the first 10 days, if you start to continue to see those symptoms, then you might, you know, be diagnosed as having postpartum depression. Um, Some moms have postpartum anxiety as well, right? And this is all related to their mental health. The state of their mental time is they have postpartum anxiety, they have postpartum depression. Um, they have postpartum mood swings and such um so at that time i just wanted to focus on on postpartum and pregnancy because like i said this is my this is where i like to be at is is this topic um at at that time it's always very important that the mom is supported you know um being african many of us um and you know just being people the the impact of community can never be underestimated and and that's why i guess For our society, when a mom has a baby, you know, your family comes to come spend time with you. Um, And if you don't have family, you know, now they have postpartum doulas and postpartum support people to come be with you. And that community taking time to even be able to go outside can really do a lot to elevate or uplift your mental health and and support your mental health. For some moms, um, you know, after the first 10 days, they continue to struggle and many moms might have to temporarily um, be prescribed medication to handle postpartum depression. So I always like to tell people, when you're pregnant, great, but many of us prepare for pregnancy, but we do not prepare for postpartum. And regarding postpartum and mental health, I, I, I tell people, when you're pregnant, start to think of your support system for your postpartum journey look at people, you want to be there with you the first two weeks, the first month, the first three months, because just the hormones of your body, all of the pregnancy hormones beginning to leave your body, what that does is our body is a closed system. So it's always a cascade effect, right? So just the state of being pregnant, all of those hormones leaving your body, your mental health takes the hit, right? Your state of well-being takes the hit. Pregnancy is one of the major stresses on the human body, especially on the female body. Um, and so what that does is it can, it definitely does affect your mental health. However, when you plan for it, you know, you, you, it might hit you worse than you expected or not, but when you plan for it, you already are trying to mitigate whatever might happen. So if you have family around, you know, when you have those postpartum blues, or if he stays into postpartum depression, you have people, you can go on walks, vitamin D, is a really great supplement, and you know the best vitamin D comes from being in the sun for 30 minutes or more, um, you know, and things like that. So um, that that's one of the times where a woman's mental health is biologically stressed out the most is, is immediately had, after having a baby. But that first one year um, can be a time of um, great mental stress for mental health stress for uh, many women, and it's the time I encourage that people start to implement. Um, mental health wellness practices like meditating, walking, um, your diet can affect your mental health. Um, science has shown that diets high in sugar, processed foods can actually throw you into a state of pseudo depression where you know, you're know you lethargic, you're tired, you have mood swings because of how your blood sugar goes up and down. Um, so, there, So these are things that people should take into consideration at this time. Thank you.
3: Thank you so much. So just to summarize what you said, Funke, okay, um, especially for pregnant ladies and, you know, new, new, uh, new mothers, the postpartum depression and anxiety disorder. Um, so basically having a good support system, uh, having a good support system is crucial. And also, you know, taking walks with vitamin D in the sun, which, you know, we like to do, especially when we have our sunscreen, we can stay in the sun forever. So, yeah thank you for that I'm gonna pass it over to Buki but before that I just want to welcome um, Z Suleiman to the group Zee how you doing and welcome can you hear me
5: Z? yes hi everyone hi, hi. hi. <laughs> how you
3: doing thank you thank you for coming and can you just give before uh, Buki takes over can you give us a short summary about who you are where do you live what do you do
7: Sure. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Z. I am currently in Nigeria, but I actually live in New Jersey in the states. Um, and what I do, I am a sexual reproductive health researcher, um, an educator, an advocate. Um, I'm a doula in training, so I am training to kind of be a, a birth worker and assist um, birthing people, women and mothers to be in bringing their children into the world. Um, My background is actually in mental health. That's what I studied in school um, for my bachelor's and my master's. Um, I studied mental health, but I um, don't necessarily um, do work around mental health as much, but it is incorporated into the work that I do anyways. um, So yeah.
3: Thank you so much. So over to you, Bookie.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you, Z. Thank you, Funke. You actually touched on one of our very first topic, which was um, the importance of mental health for mothers, new mothers, and even mothers in general, and also carers. Um, and I'm so glad you touched up on that and provided a um, solution to it. And I think the general um, consensus that we're getting from this conversation is that physical spirituality and emotional health are all connected, which is why it's very important for us to focus on actually taking care of our whole self and also as me I don't know much about mental health I only know from what I've seen and the people I've been around and also being a mother myself and what I went through with my body changing um with the stress that was in in you know the stress that was involved in it the lack of sleep sleeping sleep um not being able to have that connection with like at, you know that time that you just spend so much time with your child and not being able to go out that was for me anyway um, so yeah I totally understand that I can only speak about my experience but I know a lot of mothers it's it's a challenging time for them so um um I'm not sure whether we want to, is there anyone on stage or anyone that's in the audience that that would like to come up to ask any questions specific to this area if not we'll just move on but um, I've noticed that Chi is here. I've invited her on stage and she's also quite big on mental health as well. Um, should we go to our next question? Or let's, let's, let's welcome Chi Hi, Chi. Hi, Hi, Chi.
8: Hi, thank you so much for inviting me, Sister Bookie. Thank you um, to Yvonne for having this space. I think it's an amazing thing that you're doing, having a discussion. <laughs> Sorry. Um, having a discussion about um, women well our mental health and wellness because it's so important it's something that we tend to just kind of leave by the wayside because we're so busy (laughs)
0: Um,
8: so my name is Chiu. here I am a
0: mental health podcaster and advocate
8: mother of three Including this young man who is uh, two weeks shy of <laughs> two weeks shy of his first birthday, my little pandemic baby, um, and two older ones—one who is two and another one who's five—and yes, mental health is a big passion of mine. Um, I've struggled with depression and anxiety since I was a child, and I didn't realize I had it until I was in my final year of university, um, and I struggled with it quite a bit between my final year of. Se- university and then my master's as well so since then I've been on a a very avid discovery path trying to research as much as I can to find out what I can and sharing all of that on my podcast so that people can not feel alone people especially people in the black community women in the black community can start taking care of themselves and you know seeking help if they need to seek help managing their mental health so that it's it's positive mental health rather than mental ill health and you know just kind of highlighting the things that we don't know so thank you so much for having
2: me. Thank you, Chi. Thank you so much for your vulnerability and for sharing that with us. Thank you. We really appreciate it. So, thank you so much. Um, One of the topics that we also wanted to touch on was how mental health affects um, women that are, you know, within their careers or as business owners. Um, If we can ask Olu and Funke or Z to share, you know, maybe they've had, you know, people they know or they've experienced it themselves, and how do they? How do they, what tools do they use to kind of um, alleviate the issues of, um, you know, being in the right space and the right mind to keep pushing as career women and or to keep pushing as um, business owners? I'd like to ask that question to Olu. Olu, are you there? I know
4: that um, once you're, um, one thing that I wanted to um, touch on earlier that I forgot um to mention real quick is I want people to understand that um, and I've heard I've heard a few people not a lot but a few people actually mentioned this before in the past I want people to understand that mental poor mental health and mental illness and not the same thing so just because you you're um, just because you have poor mental health, it doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, now you have a mental illness or you have a diagnosis. No, it's just, you know, you 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 would have to go through, uh, you know, professional and, you know, be diagnosed to actually be able to say, well, you have a mental illness. So th- it doesn't necessarily mean that you have a mental illness, you know. Poor um, mental health can happen because of in that's going on in your life at that point in time it can come and go it can change over time it can be occasional it can be long-lasting and usually that might lead to a diagnosis but um i know for a fact that um you know poor mental health can it can affect your um your productivity at work for one thing it can affect the the way you um you focus on the job it can affect, you know, how you perform your duties and a job. And this is you working for somebody else. And it can lead to termination. It can lead to so many things, you know, you losing your job and things like that on the job. As a career woman, as a, as a business owner, it can actually have the same type of effect on your business because when your mental health net is when your mental health is at stake, then you won't be able to function at your optimum that you're supposed to function at in your business you wouldn't you know a lot of things would be neglected could could be neglected you know your um customers for one everybody understands that um you know customer service is a big thing when you own a business you know i was uh, listening to somebody talk a couple of days ago and they're talking about how that right there alone is like 70 percent of the struggle whatever product that you're selling is just like the 30 percent of it you know you might not have an amazing product your product might just be good enough but if you're if everything else your customer service you know the the other things that you provide to your customers are 70 percent. They're most likely to come back because of the experience, you know. But when your mental health is at stake, you can jeopardize that and, you know, put your business at you know at risk. You can lose customers. You can even lose your business. So it's very, 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 very important. I can't stress it enough for you to prioritize your mental health and, you know, um, and like I said, you will know, you know, you know yourself, you know, your body like I have mastered my body so much so that I can tell when I start to get stressed out and when I'm losing focus and when I'm losing, you know, um when, when, when my mental health is starting to deteriorate, I can tell some people might not be able to tell. It takes time. You have to master your body. You have to know your body. You have to l- listen or so to speak, look for the cues, the, the, um, the signs that are not so obvious, you know, sometimes. And for me, like I mentioned earlier, one of the biggest um, ways that I have been able to, um, to deal with this, um, and, you know, just, put my my health, my mental health back in check is through exercise. And that's how Olusfit Club pretty much, long before Olusfit Club started, I've all, yeah, all things fitness, and I would explore all different types of, you know, fitness um, routine and stuff like that. One of the biggest ones for me that I've found to be Extremely therapeutic is running. Like usually, when I go outside, it's really on a nice, beautiful day, and I just go for it. Even if it's just a one-mile run, I feel amazing after that. So that's my therapy. That's what I do for myself. That's what I call self-care. And you know, self-care is part part of you taking care of your mental health, taking care of you, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, taking care of you as a whole human being, making sure that you know your 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 um.
0: You're one hundred percent mentally, physically, emotionally. That's all I have to say. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Olu. Thank you so much. It's, um I picked up so much from what you've just said. Thank you so much for sharing that, Funke. Are you there? Yes,
6: I'm here. Um, so juggling a career, a bit, you know, baby, all. Oh, of all of our obligations um, can be tough. When we're not in balance, one of the major thing that happens is that our stress hormone, which is called cortisol, goes up, a logical response, I guess, to help. So, you know, when you're, when you're, when, imagine just being in the forest, right? Or, and then this lion jumps out your fight or flight response kicks in, right? So your body automatically increases your cortisol level, your adrenaline goes up, your heart is beating faster, and you run away, right? Now we no longer live in the forest, um, but we still have this biological um, response because it is our self-preservation. This is how nature preserves us. But what happens is that the body cannot differentiate between mental stress, emotional stress, physical stress, and physiological stress. Your body does not know, okay, Funke is not in a jungle, right? The minute I am very stressed out and the stress is not going away, because usually you know, your stress will go, go up and you'll come down, and that's the natural rhythm of life. But when we are moms, or not moms, you know, when you're just a busy person, you have a job, you have a business, you have obligations to family, to friends, church, or whatever, you have all these things that pull you in different directions. And right, the truth of the matter is we're living in a very stressful time, right? what happens is that your body thinks that it is in that forest and this lion is about to attack it. So it is in a constant state of stress. You, you know, Your flight of flight response is activated and your cortisol goes up. Um, if you're not taking steps to de-stress, your is always going to think that something's coming for it. And some of the side effects from being in a constant state of stress is your mental health takes a beating, right? um your dopamine and serotonin levels go down um you cannot sleep um you know your sleep is is not optimal and your body recovers from stress through sleep so when you're not able to sleep well because for example just like me i am 9 months postpartum um your cortisol is through the roof and you enter a state of mental health unwellness you know um when you're going through a very stressful time in your life, the death of a parent, um, divorce, all of these things, the same thing happens. So it's important that in life you have to find balance. So, you know, like always said, you have to know what your, your um, baseline is. Like, so everybody, we have a natural baseline behavior, right? You start to know when you're stressed, when, for example, you're just angry all the time. If out of the blue, for no reason, you're just angry. Anyone says anything to you, you're just like pow, pow, pow. You've chopped their head off. Um, even when your family starts to say, "Hey, hey, Funke, is everything okay?" You're acting, you're acting um, very different. You know, some women start to eat more, some women start to eat less, some people start to sleep a whole lot more. You don't want to take care of yourself. You don't want to take care of your appearance. You don't want to take care of your surroundings. Those are signs that you're getting overwhelmed and you need to step back, right? Um, And so I always, being a scientist and being an herbalist, I always like to look at life from those two lenses. So from a scientist's point of view, and even an herbalist's point of view, um, at that point you have to now start doing things like sleep more. This is hard to believe, but sleeping eight hours at least a day can actually start to change um, reduce that cortisol we're talking about and start to bring your levels down. Things like having a mindfulness practice um, can start to do that because one of the things you notice when someone is very stressed out is they gain weight. And that's because, again, like I said, this cortisol hormone, when it goes in, your body's like, ah, we're fighting or we're fi- running away. Guess what? If we're going to run away, we need food. Okay. All this sugar that this person has eaten, all of this food that we can eating, I'm not going to burn it for energy. I'm going to conserve it so that if we have to go into starvation mode, we have energy. And guess what? My body starts to rack on the pounds. And that's why you see sometimes some postpartum women put on weight. Some people who've gone through a divorce put on weight. Some people who've gone through the death of a parent put on weight. It's because you are stressed out. And... Once you, I mean, everyone, try this. Try this. Right, have a night of bad sleep. You're going to notice that you don't sleep well today. On Tuesday, the very next day, you're going to be craving more sweets. You're going to be craving more coffee. You're going to be craving more sugar. You're going to be craving burgers. You're going to be craving all of this um, sugary stuff because when you're stressed out, your body compensates by needing more sugar right? And many people then begin to make unhealthy food-based decisions. And it's a circular loop because the food you eat determines the energy that you have. Olu has said something about, and I think I had touched upon it, that there's even something called pseudodepression. And that comes from all of the chemicals and all of the sugar that we eat in the processed food. After a while, you have brain fog. You can't think clearly. You can't remember anything. You're just like, oh my God, what was I about to do? So you start to see these things. So it's very important that you try to attack this head on. But what is most important is that you live a life of intention. Um, check yourself. If you think that you're you're getting overwhelmed, have people that you trust. Build a trust circle. You know, have your friends check up on you. You know, text one of your girlfriends to say, "Hey, I'm really struggling. If I start to sound crazy, just check up on me." Right. Just start to have, you know, if you have a partner in your life, you can call their attention to it to say, hey, you know, if I'm acting crazy, you see that I'm just fighting more. Call my attention to it. Just have checks and balances, you know, start to sleep more. Um, look at the diet that you're, that you're eating. Um, I'm a big proponent of when a woman has had a baby or you're going through stress in your life. I'm a big proponent of if you have the funds have a chef or have one of all those pre planned healthy food companies make the food for you because really and truly the food you eat has a direct effect on your mental health and these are things that we take for for granted um so for me it's really big um you know and i'm walking right now i'm there i'm a business owner i'm a scientist i'm a mom i'm a wife it's hard right? But things I do, for example, are sometimes when it's just too much, I just go out and I take a walk. There's something about being in the sunlight and walking that releases like your endorphins. And when you're just there, right, your body will produce this endorphins when you've been working out or even when you're just happy. And what that does is it it activates your brain chemistry. You know, we had talked about brain chemistry earlier and your brain hormones are like, oh, we're happy. We have some sunlight. And you actually start to feel better. And it's a cascade event, you know, so you feel better. Then you're like, oh, my God, I feel like dancing. And you dance and you build it. Right. So it's like a cup and you continually pour in, into this cup. Right. So just please be intentional. Uh, please do things that bring you fun. If if you think it's too much, please step away. Um, there are times where I was a new mom i i I you know I had some postpartum depression, and I would just tell my husband, I'm like I cannot do this right now. take the baby, and I would get into the car and I would just drive sometimes I would drive and go sit in the parking lot and just watch people, but that was what I needed to do at that time, so I just wanted to to just share with you thank you thank you so
2: much Funke. <laughs> sorry go on,
3: Yvonne. Um, no, just thank you so much von um the same question goes to you, um Z, in regards to um you know mental health and especially for women in the business space, how do we cope and what signs do we look out for when we see is coming? The same thing for you as well, Chio, when when Z finishes.
9: Yeah, thank you. Um so I
3: I'll, I'll just add on to so
7: agree with everything that Olu and I have said. Um I think one of the things that I I think I think we've kind of touched on things to look out for, and I'll just talk about like what you can do. Um, and so, one of the things, and then depends on where you work, right? Um, it depends also on where you live. Um, I know that a lot of organizations in like the U.S. and in the U.K. and Canada have like mental health days. Take those um, if you have if if your if your company has that policy you're allowed to take a mental health day right and so take those days some organizations call them um community days so like where i work we call them community days and just take them um and just say that you know i need to take a mental health day sometimes if you're working um especially if you're working for um someone else right take that time off if you need it um because a lot of times especially if you're a mother as well um or if you're even an entrepreneur you have a lot of competing priorities. And sometimes that can also take a toll on our mental health as well. Um, one other thing that I'll say is, is and I, I think someone might have touched on it before, is the food we eat as well. Um, I think that nourishing our body has has an effect on our mood and I know that sometimes soul food is comforting like comfort food is is comfort food for us and it does make us feel good um but not always in the long run and I think that eating like fruits and vegetables and I know people we've been hearing this all our lives but um even for me personally I know how I feel um when I'm eating like nourishing foods um also like drinking tea and things like that um and I think that's a very very overlooked um aspect the other thing that I know that people often recommend um, and I've kind of been noticing it for myself as well and it's related to nutrition is um using vitamins and so a lot of times I think the diets that we eat don't often kind of cover a lot of the um the, the um the vitamins that we need, right? And so sometimes taking a multivitamin will help um with with some of the imbalances that we may have that might um affect our mood um as well. And the other thing that I'll say is therapy. Um I know that in in the black community, in the African community and community, um, you know, therapy is something that's kind of frowned upon or like, you know, mental health in general, right? Is something that's frowned upon. And I think that you don't even need to be dealing with um, a mental illness to go to therapy, right? You might just need someone to speak to. And sometimes talking therapies, it works. Um, There's (laughs) years of data to show that it works for different communities as well and different backgrounds, so it works. And um, there are a lot of options um, for therapy. If you're in the US, um, I would recommend going through Open Path Collective, I think it is Um, there. They're like a low cost option um, because therapy, like in the US, um, without insurance can be like about $200 per session. But with this option, you can get it for a lot cheaper. Um, So I would yeah. So therapy. Definitely. um, I would always recommend therapy. And if you feel like it's something that's a bit more serious. And so I'll just share a bit of just a little bit of my personal experience. Um, I have a son. Um, And I I dealt with postpartum depression after I gave birth. um, And his, my son's pediatrician noticed it when we went for one of his checkups. Um, And it was something that um, my um, doctor, my OB kind of was kind of on the lookout for even before I gave birth, just because I had a history of depression before. And I think that. I think that we had thought that we would like prevent it cause you know, it's a child and I'd be happy and all of this, but it still happened. And I still had postpartum depression and um, I, I his pediatrician noticed it and like recommended me to see a psychiatrist and I was diagnosed. And I think that um it's interesting when we, when we think about stigma as well. Um, my aunties that were kind of around me was like, oh no, don't let them call you what you're not. Um, just a lot of like negative talk. But I think that sometimes, taking that bold step. Um, sometimes when you're in, living in that moment, it's hard to kind of make clear decisions, but if you're able to um, do that, it, it, it's helpful to, to seek help whenever you can, um, because there is always help available, even if you're in Nigeria. Um, a lot, there are a few good therapists and, and psychologists in Nigeria, so help is always available. Um, but that's all I have to share, in addition to what everyone else has said, really.
3: No, thank you so much, Zee. Uh, just listening to you uh, got me thinking about, you know, one of the old jobs that I had because I was so stressed out at home. I brought it to work, which made me more um, irritated with everybody. And so obviously I wasn't really productive, but I had my comfort food, which was chocolate and biscuits in my, in my desk. So it's just constantly munching. And that didn't help the situation, to be honest, but it just kept me busy and kind of, you know, distracted from all the, stuff that was going on around me. But um, yeah, I mean, I think at one point it kind of blew over and I was told to see an occupational therapist because it was getting too much. Um, so yeah, we need to take advantage of those um, you know, opportunities and stuff, services given to us at work, because it, it does help. I know sometimes as black people and Africans, we shy away from speaking to therapists, but they do help. Um, so I think we should take advantage of it. Um, Chiyo, would you like to add to the conversation about this?
8: Yes, please. So um, what some people might not be aware of is that it's actually a much bigger issue than we think. If we were to quantify the effect of um, poor mental health or not taking care of your mental health and maintaining a positive mental health, you'd see that there's actually statistics that show that one in four people experience mental health issues every single year, which in... On a global scale, that's seven hundred and ninety two million people affected by mental health issues, and at any given time, one in six working age adults have symptoms associated with mental ill health and when I say symptoms that are associated with mental ill health, that's things like being withdrawn, losing interest in um in what you would usually be interested in, not finding joy in the things that would usually co- you know bring you joy, um being irritable, oversleeping or not be or or you know suddenly suffering with um uh What's the word for this now? <laughs> or suddenly not I mean, being able to sleep well. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah, so that's the word I was looking for. Um, in the UK alone, it is, mental illness is the second largest burden of disease. In, just in England. Just in England. And it's, on, on a global scale, it's also a similar thing. The truth of the matter is this. Because mental illness is not something that is seen, and we often don't know when it starts to set in, because we think, oh, I'm just having a bad day. Or... Oh, maybe i'm just a bit grumpy today if i get a bit more sleep tomorrow i'll be fine if you i think it's good when you start to notice that you are feeling some kind of way to keep a diary on it just write down that i have this app um so it's a period tracker app but it also asks you other questions like what's your mood like today um if you you don't have to specifically use that one but using apps like that where you can track okay i've had this many low days if i was to actually put a number to those low days and let's say 10 being I feel great and one being I feel really low and you look at those numbers, it'll tell you whether or not, you know, what, what, what's going on and what you would need to do to, um, to try and mitigate that. So exercise is an excellent one. So I'm, I'm honestly, the, the speakers that have come before me have spoken about many, many great ways to take care of your mental health, particularly exercise, diet and um, and sleep um also there are apps that can help you um ment- mindfulness i find mindfulness almost like a superpower it's something you can use right where you are you're, if you're sitting somewhere now listening to us and you are feeling stressed out or you've had a really stressful day you can use you don't even have to get an app actually look for a maybe 10 minute mindfulness uh That's what I usually search for when my kids are driving me crazy. (laughs) Ten minute mindfulness practice, and sit, close your eyes, and have a listen. It'll calm you down almost instantly. If you don't like what they're saying, look for a different one. There are tons on YouTube, but there are specific apps dedicated to that kind of thing. There are apps dedicated to therapy, such as Better Better Help. There are apps dedicated to mindfulness, such as I think it's called. Oh goodness, is it? It's It's called called Calm. Thank you. That's the one. That's exactly. And headspace. And Headspace, those are very, very wonderful apps. I thought I'd just bring that in because it um, those are the only things that hadn't been mentioned before, but i'm I'm very appreciative of being on stage with very, very knowledgeable people who have basically told you how to spot if you are um if you're starting to feel low and if if you know you not, might need to see someone. The other two things I wanted to say before I, I uh, hush is one, don't give yourself a hard time. be kind to yourself even when you are even when you forget to be kind to yourself. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, sometimes we will have grouchy days, we will snap at our kids and we'll be like, why did I do that? I'm such a terrible mother. No, you're not a terrible mother. And forgive yourself for saying, oh, I'm such a terrible mother. You have to be resist- resilient with being kind to yourself. We're so much kinder to other people outside of this body that we live in than we are to ourselves. And that's something we we forget to do because we think it's okay to be critical of ourselves so we can... This, the excuse is, quote unquote, make ourselves better. It's actually not, it doesn't make you better to criticize yourself and to pull yourself down. You have to take the time to love on yourself. Sometimes just stand in front of a mirror and say, I am beautiful and I love myself and I am a, I'm grateful to be alive right now. Gratitude practice is another very powerful thing. If, however, you're, you've already um, gone particularly far in terms of you've gone into depression and you need to see a doctor, I'm not expecting you to stand in front of a mirror forever, say, repeating, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, expecting that to fix everything. But I'm just talking about maintaining positive mental health. So that's, I think I've said the two things I wanted to say. (laughs) Thank you for having me.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much, Yael. I just wanted to ask a question. So you know, at a workplace where, you know, you're in a high power job, and you're trying to compete to be amongst the best or to be to sit, um, to sit with the boys, as they say, on the, th- on the table. There's a lot of pressure that comes along with being a working mom, a wife, and then obviously a top boss. How do, how do we deal with that when you know, we, can, we can feel that it's getting to us and we're about to break down? How do we know the signs and how do we kind of pull ourselves out of, who do we talk to? What kind of services or organizations do we kind of contact? What's the, what's the necessary steps that we can take when we notice those signs are, you know, are coming? Because, you know, we want to be the boss, we want to sit on the table with everybody else, but the pressure is too much because of the responsibilities that we have from home, from family. How do we deal with that? Have you ever encountered anything like that?
4: One thing that I've learned is no matter um what your position is in this life, never be afraid to delegate, never be afraid. Take a break and just stop everything. Because sometimes when we're in that position of thinking oh, I have to, I have to, I have to, I can't do this. I can't take time off for myself. I can't do that. I have to be here. I have to oversee things. But, you know, prioritizing your mental health and loving yourself enough to take care of your body and your mind is being able to say, need a break. You take over delegating responsibility people that you can trust within your organization. So maybe you're direct, you know, people that come directly under you and saying, hey, this is the task, this so-and-so that needs to be done. I need to take one day, two days off. Go to the spa, you know, take a weekend off and go somewhere, you know, renew your mind and just take time off. Of be afraid to ask for help. Don't ever be afraid to delegate don't think you have to take on everything all by yourself. And this doesn't only even apply to um to a boss lady. This You can apply this to your daily life. I'm talking from the standpoint of a wife now and a mother. I, I tend to try to do everything by myself. And I find that I, I start to get overwhelmed because my husband would see me do everything. And he's like, yeah, she got it. So. And you know, men, they don't mean it in the wrong way. They don't know any better. They're not going to really step in, at least some of them, unless you actually ask. So when they see, they think you got it. They think you're okay, right? Yeah, she can do it all. I mean, you know, sometimes you will even brag oh my wife is a superwoman. She's do this and that all at the same time. But I had to say, look, you need to start asking for help. You never say, hey, can you help me do this? Can you help me do that while I do this? because I can't do it all. My my ego wants to do it all, but I really can't. So never be afraid to ask for help. Never be afraid to delegate. Never be afraid to take a break from whatever. There's nothing that's that important in your life that you have to put your mental health and your, your, your well-being on the side burner. So never be afraid to take that time off and say, I need to take care of me. I need to prioritize me. And that's all I have to say. Thank you.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Olu. I'm just going to reset the room quickly. So, hi everybody. This is the Noble Faculty Podcast. Um, and we're celebrating Women's Month, uh, which is from the March, March the 1st to the 31st of March. And so today we're talking on women in mental health awareness. We're going to open the floor to people in the audience if you have any questions you want to ask the speakers or if you have any nuggets that you want to drop so we could learn. Please um, press the um, hands button and we can bring you up on stage. We will take four people at a time and then we will rotate as it goes along. So hi, JC, hi, Roslyn, how are you doing? Um, Please don't be afraid, don't be shy. Men are also welcome to come on stage and talk as well, so.
10: Hi, uh, my name is JC, Um, I'm a mental health uh, practitioner and I also, can you hear me?
3: Yes, we can, welcome JC.
10: Hi there, yeah. So I blog about uh mental health is a very uh dear to my heart because um um I've worked with a lot of women that I, I feel that um something could be done before it got to where you know where they are at the moment. And um like in our community, I'm a, a black African, um obviously because of the stigma and the difficulty of accessing services uh people obviously um are caught up and um i think we need to talk a bit more about um having um encouraging one another talking a bit more about mental health and um and how to access services why i'm actually uh, emphasizing on this is because um a lot has could, could have been avoided, even children as well, sometimes when mothers are struggling, they don't know who to speak to. they probably will speak to um, friends who, who have very little knowledge about mental health, or they talk to maybe their, um, uh, their um, some people who, who are a member of a church or something, they'll probably say, "Oh, we pray about it, but we can pray about it. Pray is good, but obviously if you need. Uh, you know um professionals to support you with your mental health and getting in there to 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 help out you know is really important also i was going to touch upon but when you the last question where you asked um how do people cope with if they have a very high stressful job i mean for me um, i will give you an example um obviously i've been homeschooling for the past two months and i have a very good uh supporting uh manager whom i could call to say to her listen i can't come I, you know i need to take a break and um i was really lucky i've been really lucky really for her to say okay it's okay i'll get my diaries together sort things out and i'll take time off even if it's in short notice because i know that i can't go anymore and so speaking up saying it as it is not shying away from it take a break a lot of ladies just talk about um what they do i blog and that it just takes me away from everything else because i talk about what you know what i love doing encouraging people i write about different things about how to promote your your mental health um, you know, self care practice. Self care. There's so many things out there you can do. Very little, and you don't have to do so much as well to, you know, um, to 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 self care. Find something you enjoy doing. You know, do that. Connect with other people. You know, have a. a you know, I know that it's not everyone that that have a very good uh, um, set of friends, but anything you can do, really, because at the moment where we are, especially in this pandemic you know, realize that, you know, it is really, really hard if you don't have people you can connect with. It is so hard because we're not going out there. I mean, we found this influx of referrals because people have lost their jobs. They're not connecting with other people. You know, it's it's mind blowing what, um, you know, how uh, this pandemic affected uh, people's mental health and um, and I think we're all going through the same thing, but it's just, you know, knowing when to say, you know what, no, I can't do this anymore. I think I need to stop now. I think I need to take a break now. And, you know, um, that's it, really. Thank you.
3: No, thank you so much, Jessie. Um, We really appreciate that. Uh, if you can give us the name of your blog that we can actually um go on and read and hopefully get some tips, that would be greatly appreciated. What's the name of your blog?
10: Okay. It's JC Passion Blog. Okay, and that will be if you your you. Oh yes. yeah,
3: That's yeah, that'll will be my bio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Hi Russellin, how are you doing?
11: Hi, I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. Um so my name is Russell N
3: and I am a
11: author. Uh I'm a life coach and a uh, blogger as well. Um, and I just wanted to share a resource uh, in relation to the topic of mental health. Um, so I have a book called The Wholeness Action Plan, uh, which has a lot of uh, tips and things that are very helpful uh, to maintain a balanced uh, mental health. Uh, we cannot um, always concern. I'm sorry, control what happens to us. But we do have a choice in how we respond to what happens to us. And I found um, that as a believer, um, there's a lot of similarities in what the Bible teaches um, as far as mental health um, and what psychology teaches. Uh, For example, there was a story uh, that God had ministered uh, to me uh, from the Bible uh, while I was on the train one day. There's a story in the Bible about a young lady named Tamar. Um, she had a half brother named Amnon, Amnon raped her. It was due to no fault of her own, of course, Um, but she had a choice to make in how she responded. Even though it was not her fault, she decided to punish herself because of what happened to her. And the Bible says that she decided to live the rest of her life uh, desolate in her brother Absalom's house. Um, So that was her choice. And I think sometimes when things happen to us, we can put ourselves into a prison, um, based on how we respond. And we have to remember, first of all, we have a choice. We don't have to allow anxiety and things that threaten our mental health and our balance um, to get us outside of control. Um, so we have to use that choice to forgive, um, to set up boundaries, to protect ourselves because we're, ba- we're um, valuable um, without feeling guilty, you know. Uh, And then in addition to that, self-care is big for um, mental health. That's also a biblical principle. The Bible talks about um, how the, the main commandment and the first and the greatest commandment is to love God and then to love our neighbor as we first love ourselves. So we can't love other people or take care of other people even when we're trying to take care of our family and we're caregiving and things of that nature if we don't take some time to set aside to actually take care of ourselves. And then finally, uh, one of the other things that I uh, noticed uh, that the Bible teaches that mental health also teaches is uh, the ideal of reframing. Uh, So reframing is when you're replacing a negative thought with a positive thought uh, in psychology. Uh, So the Bible teaches in 2 Corinthians 10 and five to reframe our thinking uh, where it talks about how we need to cast down every thought and every imagination that that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. So the knowledge of God is what we know to be true. Um, And sometimes lies come into our head that we may believe about ourselves. I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy, et cetera. Well, that's against what God says about us because God says that we've been accepted in the beloved, you know, and so many good things about us. Uh, So I just wanted to share, if these are some of the things that I go over and I kind of break it down and I share stories uh, in my book, The Wholeness Action Plan. And at the end of the book, there's actually um, like a contract that you can sign with yourself where you commit to yourself to walk in wholeness. And I talk about, you know, establishing a strong community, um, having quiet time each day uh, with prayer and and uh, forgiveness. and you know, just all types of things, uh, they can also assist someone.
3: So thank you so much for having me. No, thank you so much, Russellin. And can you please give us the name of your um, website or your um, ID where we can get the details for the plan?
11: Sure. You can find all of my books at russellinwilliams.com. Again, that's russellinwilliams.com.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you very much. No Okay, at this point, I'm still going to open the floor to anyone who has questions to ask our panelists Um, on mental health. The men, you're also welcome to come on stage and ask us questions or just drop some nuggets on how we can help ourselves as women, um, especially in this pandemic, dealing with children, homeschooling, the household, being the perfect wife and the perfect mother and the perfect daughter, sister, um, all the pressures of life, and how we can get support. I was actually thinking, especially as Black women, um, we're usually not that open to getting help. and We feel we can do it all. Uh, and, and, and I mean, that's a challenge I, I found. I just kind of take everything, you know, we find it hard to say no. Um, and it, it gets overwhelming. And sometimes I wonder, do we have a community out there? Because obviously you don't want to talk to your family. You don't want to talk to your friends because then they know you're breaking down and you don't want to be seen as the weak one. So, is there a community out there that we can kind of dive into when we feel that pressure is coming on, and that are basically non-judgmental? Per se, do you know any
6: that we can refer people to?
0: Go on. Okay, would you like to go first?
6: Oh, sure. Um, yes. So there are there are um, now resources that people can tap into. Um, I'm only going to speak for where I'm located, with it, which is the U.S. Um, there are a ton of um, Facebook groups. So I think that has been one of the benefits of online community around a shared experience. So for example, me being a postpartum mom, um, I am in a couple of postpartum groups and, you know, they have Um, different kind of groups in that in that on that that topic so there's like a I've seen postpartum depression groups I've seen um, just postpartum groups I've seen first-time mommy groups Um, I'm an entrepreneur so I'm in a couple herbalist groups I mean business owner groups Um, they have support for that Um, also if you are working here in the U.S. you have there's something called, I think it's the EAP program. It's your employee assistance program. And what that does is specifically for your mental health. Um, it's usually anonymous. So everything that you discuss in those meetings are private. Your your boss isn't going to find out, right? Um, most companies offer you, I think it's 12 to 15 free sessions. And they're usually about an hour long. Um, So if you're employed in the US, look to see what your company's EAP program is like and go see someone. Um, Usually most people start to feel better once they've talked to someone, depending on what the issue is. And if at the end of your 12, 15, 20 free sessions, they feel like you need to see somebody more, then they will refer you. And to an extent it's covered by insurance. I'm a big fan of um, just walking. So when you're walking, like even if you're trying to do, be outside more, find a community. There's always communities around Facebook, um, here on Clubhouse, um, and even person, in-person interactions. Of course, now there's COVID, so that's limited. But if you're able to find community around where you are, where you are Spirituality and religion are big anchors for many people. So finding like a spiritual group or religious group you can plug into is also helpful. But yes, there are resources. Um, there are websites. I, I can't think of any right at the top of my head, but I do know that, for example, there are tons of amazing groups on Facebook, and Facebook has a feature. It's a really cool feature um, in some of these groups. Um, where you can ask an anonymous question. So you can ask a question in the group anonymously and no one's going to know that it's you. So you can say, hey, you know, um, I'm struggling. I don't know if this is postpartum blues or if it's something more, here's what I'm going through. And people can say, oh yeah, you know, I went through that. This is what happened, maybe you should go see someone. And you can ask questions without fear of judgment. So I just wanted to tell people, Facebook has been an amazing resource. Um, in addition to a lot of the online um, uh, resources as well,
3: mm-hmm. and do you know the name of the Facebook groups that we can um
6: kind of? Very few. Um. So right off the top of my head, I know that there's a postpartum um depression group. I think they, they do they talk about postpartum depression, anxiety. Um. You know, there are many pregnancy groups. There are mommy groups. There are first time groups. So it's just it's just if you go to Facebook and Google whatever you Google, you whatever you're looking for, and you add group something will pop up and you know, you can just look to see and see who have members, um, you know, and just go through that way.
3: Thank you so much. Chiel?
0: Hi, um, so if you just pull this, pull
8: down your um, screen to refresh, I've just got a the profile of one of, a friend of mine and uh, sister bookies who owns a, an organization that speaks to and supports women, going through sometimes loss sometimes child loss but mostly supporting women's emotional and mental wellness they are called global sororitas so if you could check them out on instagram they have a website where they they um which is bigoutreach.org and basically that the friend that, that owns this she is um she's a therapist she is um A mental health practitioner, so she is very good at supporting people with this and the organization she has started is supposed to support women with this kind of thing it's completely free because it's a charity so feel free to um, to connect with global sororitas and with our friend. Um, Kiji, she, she's actually not in the, in the room at the moment. She was here earlier though. Um, and they are a very, very good service. I was gonna say the thing about uh, Facebook groups, there are tons of wonderful Facebook groups for black women, for women in general, um, for postpartum, there's so many, and I'm, I'm glad that Funke already said that, so I don't need to say it again. But yeah, please just tap where my face should be and um, have a look at the picture and connect with Global Sororitas.
3: Thank you so much. I've taken a screenshot of that as well, so we can um, add that when the information comes out. JC and Wesley, do you have any um, suggestions of any groups and stuff?
11: Um, I can't think of any at the moment. Um, there is a young lady that I follow. Uh, give me a second. I may be able to look her up.
3: Okay, that's fine. Just want to welcome Fee to this um, to this stage. Hi, how you doing?
9: Hi, ladies. how How's everybody doing today? Um, I saw this group, and I definitely wanted to uh, jump in. Uh, my name is Fee. I've been a member of Clubhouse now for probably two weeks. Woohoo! Um, I'm Woo-hoo! also um, a mental health advocate. Uh, I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor of um, sexual assault of child abuse. And of uh, molestation. Uh, and I'm also a suicide survivor times three. Um, so I've definitely, my life has been through the ringer. Uh, I feel like if there was ever a time in my life to feel like I can celebrate myself, it is now. And reason being is because I didn't allow my childhood traumas to defeat me, I overcame them. It may have taken me a better part of 20 years to get to a point where I can speak and allow myself to be as raw and vulnerable as possible to share my story. But I hope that by sharing my story and by sharing my vulnerability, that I will bring other people into that circle to say it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to, to have experienced these things. And more importantly, it's okay to heal. Um, I have uh, dep- minor depression, PTSD, uh, and TMJ, um, also stemming from my childhood traumas. Um, And I've spent in and out of therapy 15, 20 years now. And I've also um, experienced some EMDR, which I really do think that has really helped me to open up parts of my brain that I didn't know that was there. And that's why I feel like now is the time for me to step out of the shell, step out of my shadow and share my story. Um, I'm creating a podcast that is called The Healing Place that I'm hoping to launch within the next week or so. And it will be a place where everyone, anyone that has suffered any type of trauma, they can come here. They can have a safe space to be vulnerable, to feel other people be vulnerable, and also to be able to heal, to learn from each other, from learn to learn from the, the, the mistakes that I made. Um, because I didn't have a support system growing up. I'd have a support system as an adult. It was all me just going through life and trying to figure out what What are some things that I want to do to help cultivate the best parts of me? And so I hope to share all of those experiences with my my listeners, and I hope that they will in turn share their experiences because I feel like uh, mental health is something that we should always maintain throughout your entire life. Because once you stop growing, you stop. Once you stop knowing, you stop growing. And so I'm constantly looking for ways that I can grow, that I can be my best self, and I hope that somehow or another, I can reach someone and they come to to me and say, Fee, because of you, because of your words, because of your vulnerability, I didn't give up and I'm going to continue to keep pressing forward. Um, That's my name. That's my story. That's my mantra. I'm Fee and I look forward to meeting so many wonderful people on this app. I am crossing paths with people that I never would ever probably have the, the opportunity to meet. And I think that with mental health being so important right now because not only am I dealing with something, the, my neighbor is dealing with something. My The people around the corner are dealing with something, especially during the, the middle of a pandemic, uh, being here in the United States and having the racism that's going on in this country and the division that's going on in this country. I think it is so important that we band together so that we all can feel like we, at the end of the day, we got some love. We filled up our love tank. We filled up our mental tank that we can go out there and we can be warriors for other people. I'm Faye. Thank you for allowing me to speak. And I'm done speaking.
3: That is amazing. And I just don't know what happened in my area right now in London, but Nepa has taken light in my area. This is just just so strange. Well,
2: can I just say, <laughs> Faye, thank you for sharing your story, Yvonne. We're coming to you in a minute. Oh, there was one, one thing you said. Once you stop growing, once you stop knowing, you stop growing. That's um, I'm taking that, and I want to thank you for being in this space and sharing your story. Thank you for trusting us with your story, and um, I'm looking forward to your podcast. Um, And this is another avenue in which women can actually, or men can actually, listen in and um, take from your journey and um, use it to support themselves as well. But yeah, thank you all so much for being in this space. Um, please do connect with one another. This room was created as part of um, a project, a programme, to support Women's History Month, which is this March. And I believe the IWD International Women's Day, which is on Monday, um, the, the theme this year is Choose to Challenge. So um, through Noble Faculty Podcast, this is the reason why this has been recorded, we have a number of programmes scheduled for the next couple of couple of days. To celebrate women because we choose to challenge to help forge a gender equal world. We choose to challenge to maintain a gender equal mindset. Mindset, we choose to challenge challenge gender stereotypes and bias and call out gender actions and assumptions and forge positive visibility of women. And most importantly, not just celebrate women's achievement and forge women's equality and support amongst each other. So for the next couple of days, today is our first first ever room, which is focused around understanding women in mental health and wellness and to get some kind of tips around. You know, what are the mental experiences women face as mothers as new mothers as carers and we also um, discussed topics around you know women um, on their career ladders and their you know experiences as business owner there is one thing that Faye touched which was you know um, violence and trauma and you know um, and certain things we didn't touch on that today and I hope we'll find time to actually actually um, probably schedule another room Focusing on that and find ways in which and bring some experts to be able to support that. But if not, please do check out Faye and check out um, Chiohi I'm so glad Chiohi spoke about Global Sororitas, which is a platform that supports women with um, not just postnatal depression but also uh, many other and traumatic events as well. But but yes, I'm glad that Faye came up on stage and shared her experience and shared a podcast. So please do go and follow her. And yes. so absolutely make sure
9: you guys DM me um because I definitely
2: am going to be looking to
9: speak with other survivors and, and share their stories and their 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 knowledge. Um I the fact that I'm at this point where I'm finally stepping out and doing this is huge that I never even expected. I tried putting it on the back burner for many years, but you know how you just find your calling and it doesn't stop until it's like the loudest room ru- the loudest noise in the room, and that's where I am. It has been the loudest noise in my room for years, and I've been afraid to share my story because I didn't see the value. I didn't know that there was any value there, and it's only through the the very few days that I've been here in clubhouse that I'm realizing the the magnitude of the value of the of human stories and 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 actually feeling connected to something. And I am just completely overwhelmed. I'm, I hope that I don't have to take a moment to myself and cry. And maybe I actually need to cry because these are joy to and happiness. You're allowed
3: to cry. Um, you allowed to cry.
9: I just feel like the level of people that I have been in contact with over the last couple of days, it just is giving me that courage that, to go ahead and do this because there's so many people that, out there that they just want to know that somebody else out there understands them. And I, I, I'm sorry that I had to, I, I interject it, but no I just, I'm. This is something that before they put me in my pink glittery cl- casket and put me in the ground, I want to feel like I give this the energy necessary to see this through, and more importantly, I want my son, who is he's dealing with his own little uh, emotional trauma from what COVID has inf- infected on him of losing his friendships and losing his livelihood i want my 10 year old son to say to me that because of you mommy i didn't give up and i want anyone that ever feels that way to feel like that something resonated with them that they will never give up because i think you, you can't give up and i'm sorry that i'm i'm so emotional but i can't help it at this point but i just I want to give so much more back to the world, even though when I was younger, the world didn't give me anything. I still feel compelled to do something more for someone else because I know what that feels like to be on an island by myself.
3: Faye, can I just say this words to you? And first of all, you are allowed to cry. The good thing about Clubhouse has it's allowed us to set ourselves free. You'd be amazed at how many people have gone the same journey, or have had the same journey that you've had. And the fact that we can tell our story, that's what connects us all. So please, darling, let your mess be your message. That's what you're doing. Your mess has become your message. And that will help set other people free. So never apologize for that journey. Never apologize. You are going to be impactful without even knowing it. So just keep telling your story and just keep smiling. But just know that someone is being blessed right now in this audience by your mess, which has now become your message. So I'm sending you hugs and love and just know that you know we're here I'm following you now and I just can't wait
9: to hear your podcast. Thank you so much a point of love that I have received. I never would imagine that I would ever be at this point because for so many years I kept my secret to myself and all I did was hurt myself and the, the most pivotal moment that I experienced was when I was, I was 29 approaching 30 and I just, I felt like that my life was just, it was nothing. I felt like I, my, my contribution was nothing. And I tried to kill myself and I've tried killing myself three times. And, but this was the last time. And the thing that was most unique about the last suicide attempt was that I had this out of body experience where I can hear The guy that I was dating at the time, he's trying to revive me. I can feel the EMS workers trying to revive me. They were doing everything from giving me smelling salts to driving their, their knuckle into my sternum. And I remember feeling like, wow, this really hurts, but I am not in a position where I can even respond. And I wake up in the hospital three days later. And when I woke up, I had been in a coma for three days. I had tubes down my throat. And I can hear the physician saying, we're not really sure what this young woman took to put herself in this situation. But she's very, very lucky because not only did she suffer a seizure in the back of an ambulance, she also went into cardiac arrest. And it was at that moment I felt like there's something else that I'm supposed to do and it it will be my lifelong journey to figure out what it is. Well, now I've had that moment that it's like, okay, it's knocking me in the head. It's, lo- it's staring me right in the face. And so that, that's why for me, mental health and the importance of mental health and just learning to love and heal ourselves more within, it is my greatest, biggest journey. It is my greatest thing in life that I have to give to the world. And I hope that somehow, somewhere, somebody will hear me and go, see, because of you, I'm not going to give up if I can reach one person and that one person goes on to reach another person and it continues, then everyone hopefully along the way will, will have some sort of healing that they can continue to just cultivate and pass it on to the next person. So thank you guys so much.
3: Thank you. Thank, I mean, I. You know, sometimes I believe in destiny so much, and this is this was just God ordained. Uh, that's all I can say. And um, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you, Chio. Thank you, Wasseline. Thank you, J- JC, Funke, Olu, and Jizzy. You guys, thank you so much for just sharing your stories and giving us tips. Um, this affects everybody, men and women. But for us as Black women, we take on so much so much i feel like it's just that god said i created you to just take on the burden of the whole world and he's given us the strength but we also need the hands to carry us and so talking amongst ourselves this these are the hands we need to carry us to let us know you know we've got you you know you don't have to walk we walk on water and we will just carry you so thank you my hands uh um yeah i'm i'm grateful i'll pass it on to toba and um bookie but thank you
2: Thank you, Vaughn. Thank you. There's power in everyone's message. and I just want that, you know, to resonate. There's power in your story because you just don't know who you could be impacting. So please feel free to let go, to let it out and to share because you just never know who you might be helping. So thank you for this space. Thank you for trusting us. And yes, we're about to close um, because we had planned to do this for only 90 minutes. We've ru- um, run over just by a few minutes, but it was a great session. I thoroughly learnt. I've learnt from Olu, Njizi, Funke, um, Z that was here before, He, JC, Ro- and Roslyn and Faye as well. So thank you so much for, for trusting us. And we hope that you'll join us next time, um, our next session, which is celebrating the achievements of women um on actual W I yeah IWD International Women's Day on March the I think it's scheduled for 9 pm GMT time and 10 PM WAT time. Not sure what time it is in CST or in American times. But yes um please do um connect with us and um yes um thank you so much for this space. I'm gonna pass it over to Toba so that he can close
0: the session. Thanks
1: Thank you very much, Bookie. Thank you, Vaughn. And thank you to all you amazing... You have friends.
3: to speak up, Tabak, as we can't really hear you.
1: Oh, sorry about that. Um, is this better?
3: It's okay. much better now. Thank
1: you. Okay, thank you very much to everyone who's um, come on stage. I really, really do appreciate... I, I have to say, um, especially after hearing uh, Faye's, um story, I, I wanted to... This is probably the reason why this is happening. And uh, Yvonne and Bookie can testify to this. I've been doubting doing this room and the series of rooms that we, we have planned. Uh, I really was thinking, why, why should a man, I, I've got a podcast, but why should a man host this kind of a space for women, right? And in the moment that Faye spoke, I totally understood it. It is not just because I want to celebrate women. Uh, It is not just because I want to provide a space for women to speak or for us to listen. I just realized that um, we all have a role. We all have a purpose. And just five minutes ago or whatever, I just realized mine. And that is to provide this space. It's not for me to do anything else. It's nothing other than to provide a space for this kind of a, uh, a forum. For healing for discussion, and i 'm only saying this, and um i 've got a lot of friends in the st- uh, in the audience and on stage as well and i 'm going to say this because I think Faye has set the the bar here um, I am also a suicide survivor. I also attempted sui- uh, suicide some years back and i 've never told this to a lot of people, but i 'm glad that i I'm here today because every day is a struggle, but the thing is also every day is a survival, right? So I just want to say thank you to every one of you women who, um, who shared your stories, who gave us some advice, and I'm glad I'm actually doing this, and it's given me more confidence to actually carry on doing the series of rooms that we've got planned. So thank you very much. Um, and, and as Bookie said, the next room should be on uh, March the 8th, which we Monday. shall, yeah, mon- Monday, March 8th, that's right. And we shall be advertising that. Please follow myself, uh, the Renaissance Lady, and Bookie as well, uh, AB. And we shall be uh, closing the room soon. But thank you very much again uh, to everybody. Um, please connect with people you've heard on stage as well. They're wonderful women, especially uh, curated, to, to provide the information. Uh, Olu, Ngozi, Funke, Chiohi, JC, Rosaline, and Faye. And my lovely sister, uh, Z as well. Thank you very much for coming on stage. Um, and, uh, yeah, you've really honoured me, and it's been an honour listening to all you, woman. Bookie.
0: Thank you so much. Thank
2: you. It's been um, refreshing. It's been great. Please um, look to your left, look to your right, tap to the pictures, check out the bios. Um, find out if there people that you want to follow and feel free to follow. Let's connect, always where in-club has to connect and build that relationship, build a community, so please let's utilise it. let's not waste it. So thank you for this space. We'll be closing this room in the next 60 seconds. Thank you all so much. And please do look out for our future rooms, which involves celebrating women, because we choose to challenge the, norm, the normalcy. We choose to challenge for equality. We choose to challenge to encourage one another and to support one another. So thank you all so much.
0: Thank you. Take care and God bless everybody. Take care, everybody.
1: Thank you. Thank I will you. be closing
0: the room. We'll
10: be Bye, closing everyone. The room in Thank 5, you.
3: 4, three, 3, 2, three. 1. God bless. Bye. Bye.